enough, God is good. Amen. God has uh, plenty, has enough for what we need. Uh, I want to, first of all, start off by, um, you know, still asking for all our brothers and sisters to be praying for Brother Manuel in particular, who's in the hospital, praying that he's doing better and doing well um, as he's struggling with uh, fighting, uh, you know, uh, sickness um, and, you know, with his breathing, thankfully they, they seems to have given him some good medicine. So we're hopeful that the Lord, um, will begin the healing process with our brother, but that he can find peace and, and confidence in the Lord for, for God is good. Amen. God has been faithful. Uh, and brother Manuel knows that, uh, and also sister Velma, cause all the struggles and anxieties and thoughts, uh, that come. And I know the love that she has for her husband. And let's continue to pray for brothers and sisters that are also um, sick with, um, uh, that have asked for prayer and and different sicknesses too. Uh, And for those that are just fighting with uh, uh, all these sicknesses that are going around, uh, and let us not let fear be a sickness that we struggle with uh, and anxieties be a sickness that brings, uh, start a sickness in us that, there's no need for it to be there. Amen. So our prayers are all with those that are fighting it. Uh, as mentioned before, uh, also Paula, the, um, uh, um, sister that's been, uh, coming, coming to church with, uh, that my mom knows, uh, for her daughter, uh, uh, also, uh, uh, having, uh, the COVID and, uh, we're asking that, you know, the Lord protect her and bless her and heal her through all these things. And as mentioned before, brothers and sisters, that we're just vigilant and wise during these times. Uh, We must trust in God always, but also uh, be obedient. We must be obedient. Uh, The struggle is the obedient side of it. I think the struggle is that uh, we we choose how we want to play by the rules, and God is showing us that we can't choose that, that it's, it's his will and his will alone, and we trust in that. I also want to say hi to, to David. And, uh, and wish him a belated birthday, David from California. Um, you know, he's been going through some difficult times with his brother passing away, um, Peter, uh, and uh, them having the burial on his birthday. And I was sad to hear that his birthday is the same day as Tristan's birthday. Um, and um, sorry that you had to go through a difficult time, um, but our prayers are with you and we appreciate the support that you've given uh, the church. Uh, so God bless you and your family and also not forgetting about all those that tune in, um, via the radio or via, uh, the YouTube. Um, our thoughts are with all y'all in your houses as you're praising God, uh, this, this evening with your families. Amen. Uh, I'd, I'd like to continue on with, um, a subject that we started uh, last week that I started with last week, which was in the book of judges. Uh, and kind of um, uh, boxing in or wrapping together or frameworking um, what that book, uh, the book of Judges, kind of uh, represented in the time, the time that it was in. Uh, it was a very dark period, as I mentioned before. It was a dark period uh, because the people of God had, had grown to a, a state where they had lost their identity of what God had pulled them from, from Egypt. Um, they had lost their identity of God doing things in, uh, in the promised land. Uh, now that they had, 
uh, entered into their promised land where the blessings were massive. The, the things couldn't even be imagined. I mean, we talked a little bit about fruit, two people having to carry fruit because it was so uh, large and so, and 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 in the growth of the land that God had brought them to, and 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 yet the uh, the people of the Lord uh, distanced themselves from God. They started looking at other places. They started looking at enemies, thinking that this enemy will be different, not recognizing who God was. And and what ended up happening is that you know once I start to look around and once I start to doubt. And what God can do, then uh, I start to uh, allow for things to start to affect me. Uh, and sin started to birth itself within the people of God. Uh, and, it, and it's not like it was a new type of sin. I mean, this is a sin uh, that they had experienced uh, as a people. Uh, and, and the bad thing is, is that it's a sin that we continue to see on even to today's standards uh, and the people of God struggle with. Um, so the title of tonight's message is to hear you in the silence. Hermanos, voy continuar de hablar de, uh, uh, de que, que estaba hablando en, en los libros de jueces, que era un tiempo bien oscuro, era un tiempo que el pueblo de Dios um, no pensaba en lo que Dios hizo para ellos, no pensaba en lo que, de, que Dios los llevó de Egipto. No pensaba en las grandezas de Dios llevándolos a la tierra prometida. No pensaron en estas cosas. Uh, y comenzaron a pensar en, en, en las cosas que podían ver, en las cosas en donde estaban. No pensando en quién era Dios. Y comenzaron a dudar, comenzaron a, a, a enviar. Enviar, or enviar is like sin, but that's envying. Uh, comenzaron a, a ver cosas que querían y, eh, y de enemigos y de, de otros dioses. Y los libros de jue, el libro de, juez, de jueces es, es un tiempo bien oscuro, como dije, porque era una distancia que comenzó el pueblo de Dios. Uh, um, y, y Dios mandó muchas cosas contra su pueblo. Y podemos prender muchas de las cosas porque son cosas que hoy, este día, Uh, todavía están sufriendo que hoy es el pueblo, uh, el nación que estamos ahorita, naciones que están en el mundo están sufriendo. These are things that we can learn from because nations even today are struggling with these things that were spoken of in the book of Judges. There was no conscience. There was no uh, thought of uh, consequences uh, of actions. And, and, and that's a terrible place to be at when you when your conscience isn't guiding you, especially a conscience that God has established in humanity. And so we 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 talked about this, brothers and sisters, and and, and we learned that, you know, uh, mankind has a tendency of uh, of of having a wandering heart from the beginning. And we and we we even talked about the, the times of Adam and Eve and and how how Adam lost control of. And Pastor even mentioned it uh, very beautifully on Sunday, how how keys are, are taken from uh, Adam, and the devil takes the keys from Adam. And Jesus had to come and take the keys from the devil, but he also gave them to Peter. And Peter starts uh, opening up a new opportunity for, for mankind. And it's beautiful because Jesus came and gave his life uh, to get the keys. Uh, and he And Peter opened up the doors with, Acts 2.38, and you can go back and read that if you need to. Um, but 
this evening, I would like for us to start talking about uh, a, a, a new uh, book in the Bible, and um, but kind of wrapping up again uh, the book of Judges and the people of God. And this is a struggle that you're going to see even in what we're going to start to read from. Um, the people of Israel went from being disobedient to God's covenant, forgetting who God who God is and what God had done for them. This is where that separation began. And we're going to be reading from uh, the book of Habakkuk um, this, this evening, brother. It's just a very short book. Um, they call it, uh, they, they, they title it when they do uh, studies on it, that there's books that are they're called minor prophets because they weren't prophets that uh, uh, people felt like they pulled a lot from them, but they're still very important from the word that they bring because it was written in the Bible. But um, in this in this book, there's only three chapters, so it's a very easy read. You could read it, but it's very it's also very confusing too because you you're catching on a lot of things from previous books, and also what God is trying to tell in the future. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take this this book here and just try to uh, explain it as best as we can through the Word of God. Amen. Uh, so in this book, we start to see that. Uh, they, they've lost an identity, as we mentioned in the book of Judges. They forgot who God is. They forgot what God had done for them, but they forgot who God is. And sometimes, as human as we are, we start to forget that. Hermanos, vamos a hablar en el, en el, en el libro de, yo creo que es Habacuc, Habacuc, uh, esta noche. Y en, en este libro es bien corta, nomás te, tiene tres cap, capítulos. Eso uh, es bien fácil para leer, pero el impacto que tiene, porque muchos uh, uh, profesores y personas del, de la Biblia dicen que es un libro bien chiquillo y el profeta era bien chiquillo en, 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 en total de, de profetas, pero uh, experimentó, experimentó unas cosas que son bien similares en lo que estamos pasando ahorita en nuestra vida. Eso es importante de hablar de este profeta que como Dios, como estaba hablando con Dios y Dios habló con él, porque es un buen ejemplo para nosotros. So it's a good example of this prophet right here on how he spoke, how he was speaking to God and how, how God spoke back to him, because it's very similar into things that we're going through today and we're experiencing. And that's what's amazing about God. And I always say this because it's something that I remember when I, you know, in, in class and studying history, and it says, look, if, if you don't know your history, then you'll, you, you could fail to repeat it because you don't know, struggles that they had or solutions that they had and you can apply that to things that are ahead of you and it's the same thing in the bible if we if we fail to study what the prophets went through what the people of god went through then we could repeat it and this happened a lot in these books you look at the book of judges they were repeating stuff that was happening uh as they left egypt they were repeating stuff that was happening in the times of noah uh they were they were repeating a lot of things that ha- happened in, in in sodom and gomorrah so these things, you know, repetitive behavior is very common in the people of God. And so we must be careful not to feel too comfortable. We can't come to church. We can't uh, be believers of church and feel like we got it figured out just because we know who God is. Uh, just because we pray, just because we're watching service right now. We can't get too comfortable in these things. Because the people of God got comfortable and then influences started coming into their life and they believed anything and that's a terrible place to be at when you believe anything 
hermanos, muchas veces los sentamos, sentemos bien confortables que porque estamos en la iglesia, conocemos quién es Dios, cantamos a Dios, uh, hablamos con hermanos, ya no tenemos vicios, los, sentamos que es suficiente y no es suficiente. No es suficiente esto. Siempre cada día debemos acercarnos más y más a Dios. We should every single day get closer and closer to God. How do we get closer and closer to God? By leaving ourselves, by leaving what the flesh is, what, by leaving the desires of the flesh, by examining ourselves, by seeing things that we're going through and, and, and what the cause and effects are of those things around us. If we do something and it affects something in a negative way, how God can help us to improve in ourselves. Because we're carrying a great burden. So we see here uh, that the people of God forgot who God is. Uh, and, and it's very important to know who God is. So like I, like I mentioned before in the book of Judges, they forgot who he was. And I, and I wrote this down. Uh, it said, right, I, I wrote it like this. We seen in Judges that the people forgot who God was. They had a tendency to only require him for their needs. God is so much more than a friend we can only call when we need help. You see, brothers and sisters, many times that is our interpretation of who God is. That's why we don't fulfill the worship. That's why we don't fulfill the praise because we don't understand that God is much more than uh, a check in the mail. God is much more than uh, uh, medicine that a doctor gives at, at the time. God is way more than that. God is, uh, uh, has characteristics that are beyond those things. We establish those things in our minds, and that seems is what we are. And, and, and I've always thought about that stuff, and I've mentioned it before in, in service, that if you had somebody that all they ever did was call you when they need stuff, you, you really don't look forward to those calls. You, you, you start to all of a sudden know that they need something, and that's the only reason they call you. And, and, and we must be, you know, people that are interested in the conversation that we're having with God. And not only that, but honor him for who he is. And so he's not just a friend that we call when we need him. You know, and some of God's characteristics, I want to I talk a little bit about them and, and for us to, you know, one of them is God is infinite. So God is infinite. What does that mean? He is self-existing without origin. That means that, you know, you know, God wasn't created. God is. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Ain't no big bang on this theory on it. God is infinite. And if we turn to um, Colossians 1.17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. We cannot forget who God is in our lives because we start to know who, who man is in the struggles of man. We start to see the lies of man. We start to see the deception of man. We start to see the, 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 the hurt of man and what man causes in pain. But that's not our God. God is infinite. Once we start to understand his power, and the power that he has then we, we stop to consider him as human, as somebody that has failed us that's human. God is everything. And he's 
worthy to be praised that way as everything. Psalms 147.5 says it this way. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. His understanding is beyond anything we can comprehend. And see, what's beautiful about that, brothers and sisters, is that we all also have characteristics of our God. So guess what? When you're going through something, if you're, if, you're, if you're experiencing something, the characteristic that God has given you to look at it, to discern it, to put it in its place, that's the power that God has give us in, given us in moments like this. And the people of God forgot this. Hermanos, estamos hablando de caracteristas de Dios, que tiene Dios, porque se olvidaron el pueblo de Israel, ¿quién era Dios? Era la pregunta, ellos no sabían ya quién era Dios, nomás lo querían cuando necesitaban algo. Pero Dios es todo, como uno de sus características ahorita, que na nadie lo hizo a Él. Como dije, Él es, él es el alfa y omega, el principio y fin. Es importante entender que que nuestro mental no puede comprender quién es Dios. Pero Dios en todo su poder los hizo, hizo a nosotros a su imagen. Los, los, do, los, los dio a nosotros poder sobre cosas. Y por eso es importante a darle a Dios la gloria. You see God deserves the glory because even though he created us in his image. Even though he created us in his image, we cannot forget who he is. And what happens with man, man starts to create something. Man creates the phone and feels like they've created something and that they're the only God. And they start to distance themselves from God. The arrogancy of man is what, is what pushes God away in times like this. We, we start to see Man saying, we don't need a God right now. We don't, we, 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 we can cure this. We can do these things. And as the counter keeps on moving, will my people hear me? Will my people hear my voice and humble themselves? As that counter keeps on moving, let us not let the pride uh, and anger that's in this world convince us and change our minds on who God is. God is immutable. He never changes. He will not change. Though times change, God doesn't change. He's the same. What's so powerful about God being the same is that even though he doesn't change, even though his word doesn't change, it still applies today like it did then. How can that be? Because God's word is infinite. God's word is immutable. It will not change no matter how our feelings are, no matter if we say, well, those were the old times. It wasn't because God's word never changes. And if we turn to Malachi 3.6, For I am the Lord, I change not. 
Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We thank you, God, for being merciful. We thank you for not changing in these things. We ask, God, that we ground ourselves to the word because we know if we're grounded to the word, Father, then you are faithful in everything that you've written for us. And we're thankful for that, Lord. God is self-sufficient. What does that mean? It means that God has no needs. We hate to hear this, but God doesn't need us. He's self-sufficient. We are the needy ones at times. If God is self-sufficient and he has no needs, then we got to stop thinking that, you know, by us coming to church that we're doing that for him. Because we want a reward. That's not part of the obedience. It's for us. It's for us to get closer to him. So he can give us these things. So we don't change in how we believe and how we see him. Es importante, hermanos, que Dios nunca cambia, como dijo en el libro de Malaquías, pero tam, también que Dios uh, no tiene necesidades. Puede tener deseos, pero no tiene necesidades. Quiere ver que nosotros humanamente cambiamos nuestras vidas, que no sufremos ya. Puede tener ese deseo, pero no tiene necesidades. Porque es Dios. Todo comienza con Él y acaba con Él. You see, God could have desires, and His desires could be that mankind doesn't suffer the way it suffers. But He doesn't have needs. Those desires don't change His direction. That makes Him faithful. That makes Him worthy to be honored. So if we turn to uh, John 5, 26. For as the father have life in himself, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. You see, brothers and sisters, in the revelation that God has given us of God, you know, being unmovable, being consistent, this strength that he's given us, this hope that he's given us, this warning that he gives us through his word in dark times like this, we cannot forget, it cannot be just an echoing voice that says, man, did I hear something? I felt like I heard something. I heard something in the wind. I heard something when God was speaking to us, when God was trying to wake us up from a sleep. The moment we think we have things figured out, the moment that we think we have plans, God comes in and shows us that our plans sometimes aren't his plans. El momento, hermanos, que creemos que sabemos que vamos a hacer, cómo se va a hacer las cosas, Dios viene y nos enseña a nosotros que nuestros planes no son los planes de Dios. Pero necesitamos entender quién es Dios. Que no tiene necesidad Dios. Como dice Juan aquí. 
Pero para nosotros hermanos Nosotros tenemos una necesidad Nosotros necesitamos, necesitamos a Dios En nuestras vidas Él es nuestro paz y calma We are different from these things We need God We need God We need God in ways that we don't even understand or comprehend. And all those deep crevices that, that things stick to us and, and the things from this world have damaged us and things from this world have just abused us. We need God. When God comes in, when his, when his pureness comes into our lives, we start to feel the importance of who he is. And we're grateful that he hasn't changed. God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. And that to me, brothers and sisters, gives him full reign of everything. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what's here on earth, he is all powerful. He is all powerful. Now, if he uses us for these moments in our confidence when we are looking at the face of an enemy, then all glory be to God. But it's him that instills the confidence in us, the trust in him. Psalms 33.6 says, Psalms 33.6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Don't mistake in this. There's nothing, nothing in this earth, nothing in this earth that has more power than God. Nothing on this earth that's greater than our God. That confidence that we have in him, that trust that we have in him, the hope that we have in him. Hermanos, aquí que Dios es todopoderoso. No hay un Dios, no hay nada en este mundo que tiene más poder que nuestro Dios. No hay nada. Pero el temor viene a nosotros. But fear comes to us. No sabemos lo que va a pasar. We don't know what's going to happen. No entendemos por qué estamos pasando algo. We don't understand why we're going through something. Siempre estamos preguntándole a Dios, ¿por qué Dios? ¿Por qué Dios? We're always asking God, why God? Why God? And we're going to see here as now we transition into the prophet Habakkuk. We're going to start to see that he was in a position where he was questioning God. And some people say that this small book were lamentations to God from him, from the prophet. They were him not only questioning God, but crying to God. And we start here in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see So listen to this, brothers and sisters. 
this prophet right here was experiencing. He was experiencing vexation as he saw the people of God losing their identity. Him being a prophet and knowing the word of God saw the people of God disobeying God and the covenant that God had made with his people. How difficult is it for a prophet, for a preacher to see when people forget who and what God has done for them? It's difficult, but it's even harder when the preacher or the prophet starts to forget who God is. But we read here that he, the prophet was seeing something here that God was was speaking to him, but he starts off here in verse 2 with his complaint. In verse 2 it says, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? Now, we start to see here the struggle in his life because he's put himself Above what he's trying to ask God on on God. How God's feeling about this moment. It's trying to understand how God is seeing the situation. He first of all says, how long shall I cry? And thou will not hear. Now, this is a common prayer in the people of God. Hermanos, una cosa que vi aquí que el profeta aquí pregunta, le, le pregunta a Dios... Comienza con, hasta cuando Jehová clamaré, como él, clamaré y no oyeras. Y muchas veces nosotros tenemos esta conversación con Dios. Many times we have this type of conversation with God. Oh, Lord, how long will I cry? Oh, Lord, how long is this going to be until I change or you change me? Oh, Lord, how long? So Habakkuk is having a common conversation that we've had before and we've experienced before. But you can see that he's starting out with something personal for him. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? He makes a flat out statement, exclamation point here. Like God, how long am I going to be crying and you're not going to hear? Not saying, God, I see the situation that we're in here as your people. I see that we, we've, we've uh, worshipped uh, false gods. We've pu- pushed away from your covenant. We, we've sinned and we continue to sin. And when you start to see, like in the book of Judges, what they were doing, the people were falling into the same trap again. And this is already getting close to the New Testament. But this prophet was tired of seeing the people of God sinning, not honoring the covenant that they had made with God. And it's difficult and as someone who brings the word and somebody that wants to be used by God, we see these examples too and we cannot let humanity dictate who God is. 
And Habakkuk was struggling with who God is. Because he was seeing how man saw God instead of who God is. And so in verse 3, why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Listen to that. Why dost thou show me iniquity? You know, it, it was almost like the prophet saying, God, I've understood who you are. I've accepted you. But now I'm looking at everybody else that doesn't know who you are, doesn't accept you, and is sinning. Why have you shown me these things? And it wasn't that God showed him these things. It was that the word which he honored revealed these things to him. And that's what the word of God does. Sometimes we feel like, why am I constantly just seeing everything that's around me that's sin and negative and all this stuff? And it's because the word that's in you is showing you these things. And he was having a struggle. Hermanos, podemos leer aquí que él pregunta a Dios, ¿por qué estoy viendo todas las cosas que está pasando alrededor de mí? El pecado que está alrededor de mí. Le pregunta a Dios, ¿por qué me enseña? ¿Por qué me, me das esa visión? ¿Por qué puedo ver esas cosas? Y es porque él estaba en la palabra de Dios. Y la palabra de Dios siempre te va a traer tu conciencia para ver estas cosas. Pero el problema es, es que no entendía, entendía quién era Dios en ese momento. El compas, compasión que tuvo Dios. Porque él no estaba enseñando compasión. Él estaba murmurando como, como el pueblo de Dios en el desierto. You see, brothers and sisters, he... He had lost who God was and the mercy of God and the grace of God. And now he was going back into the, t- the time when the people of God were in the desert. And they would murmur. Even, the go- even though God supplied them water, food, covered their head with a the cloud, they still murmured. And he was finding himself in this, in this awkward position. He, you know, I wrote here, when we struggle to see God as Habakkuk, we miss the opportunity to glorify him in his strength. When we're struggling to see God in difficult moments, because we're going through something and we're feeling something, when we struggle to see God in that moment, then we're, we're losing the moment to glorify him because he is God and because he has the final say. God, help me to see you in moments that I can't see myself overcoming, but knowing that you have all the power to overcome. So he's struggling with this. Hermanos, muchas veces nosotros lo encontramos en una un posición, una manera que no estamos glorificándole a Dios porque uh, estamos nosotros sufriendo en ese momento. Pero cómo ha cambiado eso que quien es Dios, Dios es Dios, porque nosotros estamos sufriendo no cambia de ser Dios, pero lo robamos a él de la gloria que él puede ser algo. 
Y aquí Habacuc estaba sufriendo con esto. Como dije hermanos, esos nomás son tres capítulos que puedes leer y vas a ver todas las cosas que pasó con él. No vamos a leer todos los, los, los versículos, nomás quería escoger unas para que podamos, pero les doy algo que deben leerlo para entender más. So, the people of God forgot who God is. El pueblo de Dios se olvidó quién era Dios. Y también se olvidaron qué hizo Dios para ellos. And they also forgot what God had done for them. And this is back in Judges also. So we start to look at some of the similarities in today's society and what's happening here. And even with believers, when this world trembles, when things start to go as we see can happen, what's going to happen with our faith and our belief? How quickly we will forget. How quickly will we go from honoring God to survival mode? ¿Qué va a pasar, hermanos, cuando, como estamos viendo ahorita en el mundo, cuando se, las cosas se, se ponen más terribles, que vamos a, a, a ir de adorando a Dios para queriendo nomás vivir? ¿Cómo voy a vivir? ¿Qué necesito hacer? ¿Qué acepto que es diferente? Esto es el tiempo que ahorita debemos Aprevar estos momentos y, y confiar en Dios en todo. So they forgot. They forgot what God had done for them. And I think brothers and sisters that it's, it's always important to remind yourself what God has done. And the greatest thing that he ever did is he consider us more than himself. The salvation that he gave us. It's more than enough. Sometimes we forget that and we see that as so little, oh, you know, we get terms and we start to use terms like, what have you done for me lately? Comenzamos a, lo olvidamos que Dios dio su vida para nosotros y eso era suficiente hermanos que Él dio su vida para nosotros. Es salvación es algo grande, pero lo olvidamos y comenzamos a preguntar, ¿qué has hecho para mí en estos días Dios? Yo sé que hiciste eso, pero ¿qué has hecho para mí? Y esto era el pueblo que estaba pasando aquí. Y Habacuc estaba viendo y, y estaba bien sentido sabiendo quién era Dios. ¿Qué, ¿Qué hizo Dios? I wrote this down, brother and sister. Seems to be a common factor when we begin to separate ourselves from God is forgetting God's love for us. It's, it seems to be common here in the Bible that we see this. And it also seems to be very common here in this world. We start to see that people start forgetting God's love. Because as evil starts to rise, we start to forget. We start to get angry. We start to say how ridiculous how this. I would have done the same thing. But this and this. Can you believe this? Oh my gosh, this, this. You believe this? And we start to get contaminated. Until we start to think how sad it is that people are lost every single day from actions, from denying God. See, we begin to become Habakkuk and start looking at stuff and saying, becoming judge, jury, and executioner. 
instead of being more like God, merciful. It's powerful, brothers and sisters, when you start to see the power of the Lamb of God, the sacrifice that he gave. But if we read here in 1 John 4, 7, Si leemos aquí, hermanos, en primera de Juan 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So, brothers and sisters, we see here in this dark time here that Habakkuk was experiencing with the people of God that there wasn't love there. You start to see some of the things that they were doing to each other. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, they neglected God's word. They had injustice and violence towards each other. They wanted to take advantage of each other. And they had corrupt leadership. Leadership. Man, it sounds exactly like today. They neglected God's word. There was injustice and violence. And there was corrupt leadership. What's the difference from today? Habakkuk was like, Lord, when will you hear us? Why? Because the people had turned from God. When will you hear our cry, God? He didn't even say our cry. He said, when will you hear my cry? Because people were so lost. And and when you see in the Bible and how it explains what happens to these people, like in the book of Judges. We're going to read a little bit about that here in a second. But 2 Chronicles 6.14 says, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you. In heaven or earth, keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their heart. Keeping covenant. Keeping your promise. Keeping your promise and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all the, their heart. Que bonito es ese versículo hay, hermanos. Jehová Dios de Israel, no hay Dios semejante a ti en el cielo, cielo y ni en, el, en la tierra que guardas el pacto y la misericordia a tus siervos que caminan delante de ti de todo su corazón. Tenemos un Dios que es fiel, hermanos. No importa lo que estás sintiendo, lo que has creído en esta vida, Él no es de este mundo. It doesn't matter what you believe, what you feel, and what you feel about this world, He is not from this world. A merciful God that He stepped down from His throne to walk here on earth so we couldn't use excuses understood pains, understood loss, saw the wickedness. 
God, give us your heart to understand the mission. The mission, Lord, to complete the mission, Father. To understand your love for us. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say then? I'm sorry, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What shall we say then? If God is for us, who can be against us? God's love is so infinite, so powerful. So willing to get go anywhere for us to recognize. And it's such a beautiful thing when you see mankind recognize God's love. It's such a beautiful thing when you see mankind accept God's love. Qué bonito es, hermanos, para entender el amor de Dios. Lo que hizo Dios, como dijo aquí en Romanos. Pero qué bonito es haber la humanidad aceptar el amor o encontrar ese amor. Qué bonito es haber el hombre y el mujer recibir ese amor. Cuando hay alguien lo alumbra a ellos en ese amor. Qué triste es cuando no lo entendemos. Que creemos que lo, lo, lo tenemos, pero con nuestras obras lo negamos. How beautiful it is when we understand his love and, and, and we bear fruits of his love. How sad it is when we deny it through our actions. We want God to, we want to represent God at, at levels that, we can only imagine, but how we do that is by denying ourselves to ourselves and our thoughts by putting away what Habakkuk was struggling with. God, when are you going to hear me? Not, God, what do I need to do here? What do I need to do here? What's my, what are you asking me to do here, God? It's been, it's been a long time. Am I not doing enough, God? When are you going to hear me, God? When are things going to change? When are the suffering going to stop? God, what, what, what am I missing that I'm questioning you, God, for this? I should see that these are the reasons why. What can I do? Going from what I need to what can I do? So he, he was struggling. He was having a lot moment. He was having, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, a judge's moment. Where, where, where they were struggling with identity, but he was struggling with the evil around them. And, and like I mentioned, forgetting God's love and mercy, what God had done, how God had pulled them out of Egypt, how God had saved them in the flood of Noah. How God had promised their seed in the time of Abraham. How God saved Joseph's family and the people of God. 
all these moments were forgotten because it was right then and now. It's what God have you done for me today, God? I know there's things that I've heard. I know there's songs that we sing. I know there's victories that were had, but what are you doing for me right now, God? God doesn't answer to us. God is. In that moment when we can recognize that God is, then we say, okay, God, in these moments of darkness, in these moments of difficulty, be a light in me, God. Let me shine, Father. <laughs> Bring me to that understanding, God, of what you need for me, Jesus. Silence everything that's moving around me, Lord. God, si- silence the noise that's around me, God, that I could just hear your voice louder than anything, Father. Before I ask anything of you, Lord, I've committed myself to anything you need of me. And see, brothers and sisters, this battle happens and, and this fight's here because there's, there's, there's a principality of this world that's fighting against us. So he was looking for a response from God. But he was looking for a response from God that he could bear, something that he could handle. I need you, God, to respond to me this way is how I need to hear it, not the way I'm seeing it, not the one that hindsight I know the people of God need. Because he could see these things, as I mentioned before, that they were neglecting God's word, that that there was injustice and violence, and that there was corrupt leadership. He was seeing these things, and it was vexing his spirit. So God, you know, Habakkuk starts off here saying, God, you know, I need you. And God, he then responds saying, perfect, I'll send an enemy towards you. Here we go again, like the book of Judges. But God, I said, I need it. I need you, God, because I'm seeing this stuff. And God's like, perfect, I'm going to send an enemy right your way. And he's like, but the enemy that you're sending is worse than who we are. Oh, okay. So you got potential then. Because I'm going to send the Babylonians towards you, which we were talking about, you know, uh, in the book of Judges, the darkness of Baal and all this stuff. But I'm going to send the Babylonians towards you that are, are people that's worse than the Canaanites. This is worse than, oh, okay, okay. So you're you're looking at some things different already just with that statement and we see here in these chapters here as you'll read this conflict of not accepting the consequences of God being involved whoa 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 that's too much I just needed a little bit God I just need you just to move a little bit not that much instead of understanding what God was trying to do through these things and what God was going to do and trying to make the people of Israel recognize who God is and what God had done for them. You see, Habakkuk was struggling with seeing through God's lenses, seeing what God was seeing in these moments, understanding even, you know, somebody that knew the law, somebody that meditated in the law, somebody that had experienced all these books before he was at. 
He knew the book of Judges. He knew what the people of Israel went through in the desert. And yet he, he felt like, whoa, I don't know if I can, you know, if that burden or that, or, 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 or what you're going to do there, God, is going to work. I don't know. Whoa. Our enemies, again, to rule over us, to enslave us. kill us here we go again with the vicious cycle what is this vicious cycle that we go through as believers and that's a vicious cycle that the people of God were going through as we talked about last week sin separation oppression being enslaved, repentance, and then again. That moment's got to come to us, and we can call that a vicious cycle. We can call it insanity where we think that something's going to be different now this time that we do this. This time that I go through this cycle again, it's going to be different this time. Now it's still the same cycle that will have the same results. The moment you change it, the moment your perspective changes, the moment you do something different is when it changes. That's where the results change. So he was having a difficult time seeing through God's lenses, through what God was seeing because of where he was at. He was too busy seeing how humans were on humans and what they were doing and humanity was. Hermanos, el problema con Habacuc tenía es que no estaba viendo como Dios estaba viendo las cosas de sus ojos. Estaba viendo las cosas como la vida que vivía con personas, el pueblo de Israel como como pecaron y las cosas que estaban haciendo contra ellos mismos. Ya no estaban guardando el, 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 el pacto que tuvieron con Dios. So when these things happen, you know, when there when there's that when that happens, that you know that 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 grievance comes deep within you. And and some people that have gone through different struggles, they, they'll use terms like you don't understand, you haven't gone through it. Be grateful that you haven't gone through that. And that's not the kind of advice that I need from somebody. You know, I need advice of how, how, how not to go through it, uh, of shortcomings that they had that got them through that. I don't need somebody telling me, well, just be grateful that you're not going through that. Be grateful that you have your kids here. I need to hear what didn't allow those things to happen. So I am vigilant. So I continue the path. of discerning if I, I continue paying attention to spiritual discernment. So the struggle was happening here and these things were happening here. And it had to come to a point where as we see in these chapters, chapter one, the questioning of God, chapter two, the, the, the struggle with um, uh, the enemy coming and what the enemy did to the people to, to now chapter three. 
Habakkuk now accepting for God to have his way. God, have your way. Now coming back full circle to knowing that God knows best. That I could only see at the distance that I could see. I could not see over the mountain. I could not see beyond the sea. I could not see the future. And when we start to just say, God, have your way, and the release happens, and we're able to say, God, forgive me, Father, for questioning. Forgive me, Father, for asking for things to change when I'm not willing to change and and I'm not willing to see the change in what you've done and honor you, God. And to know that silence sometimes is louder than many words because it's an opportunity for, for me to see what's still needed and required of me. Perdóname, Dios, porque muchas veces estoy preguntando más cosas de y no estoy oyendo. Estoy preguntando la otra cosa y ni ha recibido una pregunta que ya pregunté y no has respondido. Porque ya estoy interruptando tu respuesta. Help me, God. Help me to calm my heart, to calm my mind. I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. I want to just breathe, God. I want to breathe the life that you gave me at the beginning, Father of all things. A life of peace, that stillness. And see, Lord, and just see, you've been so faithful, so good, Father. You've been so good and faithful. And there's times, Father, that I don't even I don't even deserve the faithfulness that you've been, the mercy that you've given me, Lord. I've failed many a times, God, and your mercy has been great. I don't want to fall into this long-lasting sin that the people of Israel were going through, Lord. Where my enemies had to overtake me. I had to see hurt around me. I had to be taught by the rod and the staff. Thank you, Lord, for the examples that you've given, testimonies that I've heard, brothers and sisters that have opened themselves up and let you see what distancing yourself from God does, being disobedient to God does. I thank you, God, for those moments, those moments of clarity that are more more impactful, Lord, because uh, you appreciate the fight, the good fight, Right here, we see the transition from Habakkuk from the beginning saying, God, when you're going to hear me, God, me, God, me, God, when is this me, God, all this struggle that's around me. And then God says, perfect, I'm going to send an enemy. Whoa, wait a second here. That wasn't part of my me here that I needed. What do you mean? Okay, I'm going to send an enemy and this is what's going to happen. These are the consequences of these things that you brought up, that you recognize these are the consequences of these things. Oh, man, this is not good coming full circle in chapter three and realizing that the same God that opened up the, the waters is the same God that I'm speaking to. The same God that liberated, that liberated us from 
being captive is the same God I'm talking to. I wrote this, brothers and sisters. We never know why we go through things until we see the fruit of what we went through br- brings us. Like We never know what we, what, why we're going through things until we're bearing fruit because of what we went through. Wow, I'm different because of this. At the moment that we're going through, we have no understanding. We have all these things coming on us. And then we start to, everything changes. Everything clears itself. Everything happens for a reason. And then now we're bearing fruit. Or we're destroyed. If we humble ourselves, if we come to God saying, God, you know my heart. God, forgive me. It's like, again, but stop the vicious cycle because that's what these people would do. And what would God do? God would come in. We cannot find ourselves always in that position where we're resorting to that. We're resorting to that. We never know why we go through things until we see the fruit of what we went through and what it brings us. Pain brings joy. Happiness, sometimes sorrow. A woman having a child, the joy of having the child in your hands. A child knowing his mother, a child burying his mother. We don't understand these things, but we know one thing God is. In the moment we release and we say, God, have your way. God, have your way. God, have your way. I'm going to trust the process in you, Father. We turn to Isaiah 61, 1. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Que bonito versículo hay, hermanos. Que podemos, como se dice aquí, y serán llamados árboles. De justicia, justicia. Unmovable trees of righteousness. This is the work. I got to put in the work. I got to put in the work. If something is taking my attention and, 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 and I'm not putting in the work, then guess what? My results are going to be that. If I'm putting in the work, if I'm studying right now, I want to, I remember, I remember when I was falling in love with God and I was like, and I would hear, you know, uh, somebody bring in the word and I'll say, man, it's only three chapters. I'm going to read those three chapters. I'm going to put it, this into, I'm going to apply this, but sometimes we don't put that work in and guess what? Your results will be the work you put in. That's it. 
You want to go home. You want to get distracted. You want to do other things. You got other stuff that you got to do. You could be distracted right now and doing other stuff. The results will be in that. So Habakkuk was struggling because he was looking around him, asking God, why am I seeing this stuff? Why do you make me feel this burden instead of understanding what God's burden was in humanity seeing this and what it made him? It made him leave his throne. Because it was a vicious cycle that was happening here. And God always wants to stop cycles generational curses I've said this many a times I want my kids my ceiling to be their floor I want them to see themselves elevating for their kids more and more to honor God more and more but that cycle has got to stop so Habakkuk wanted God to respond as he prayed, but not but not how God would do it. He wanted him to feel this and say, okay, God just instantly takes care of it, right? Blink of the eye, it's taken care of. No, 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 no. See, because Habakkuk didn't want to understand that what was coming needed to happen. We're all saying, well, how, do, how come that needs to happen? Isn't God God of love? You see, brothers and sisters, I'm so tired of making God uh, um, what's what's okay with us, what's acceptable to us. Hermanos, muchas veces Habakkuk quería que, que Dios respondiera a su oración al comenzar su, su eh, como, como dice, la mantención que tenía a Dios. Quería que él respondiera. Pero Dios respondió en diferente manera. Y Habacuc, sorprendido, porque dijo, no, yo quería a Dios que lo, lo componías así. Dios, no, ¿cómo lo estás haciendo? Pero no entendiendo que Dios necesitaba hacer estas cosas. Muchas veces, hermanos, cambiamos a Dios. Ah, no, Dios lo va a hacer. Ay, tan lindo, ¿cómo lo va a hacer? No va a doler nada, todo va a ir solamente en orden. Pero Dios viene a veces en cosas, uh, cosas pasan en nuestras vidas que son terribles para que Dios cara nuestra atención. We don't understand that terrible things happen so God can get our attention. We've been holding God back sometimes in our prayers. Oh God, just take, you know, make this thing happen so gently instead of trusting in God saying, God, I release God, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, God, to do it. You know what you need to do. And that moment when we stop questioning and we start trusting God. So this enemy comes in and you start to read about this enemy, like I mentioned before in chapter two, and, and this enemy brings in, look what, look what the enemy brings in. And there's already struggles within the people of God, but unjust economics slave labor labor irresponsible leaders and idolatry so they had the other things that they were struggling within themselves and what was happening but they didn't have the idolatry they start bringing this in this enemy 
And here we go again with the struggles that they've had before in the past. You go all the way back into the, in, into the Bible. You start reading about these struggles. From the separation of the seed of Abraham. And now these struggles are coming to them again. And, 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 and it didn't get better. It got worse because now, they, now they've you know enslaved them, even though they, they were still struggling with taking advantage of each other. And now idolatry was there. Now there was a deep depth of blindness that was, had come over them. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, you got to hit the ground right before you can start making a change, before something starts to happen. When Habakkuk saw this, and he saw that this had gotten worse than what it was before, he had to trust in the process. But the first thing he does, and if we turn to Habakkuk 3.1, the first thing he does is this. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon what? Siginoth. Can't see that. Siginoth. 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 <laughs> oh, Lord, I have heard thy speech. Got to remember this. Only three chapters. First chapter, my, my cry, my lamentation to God. Second chapter, here's what God's going to do. Now in the third chapter, I'm like, God, I heard what you said you were going to do. I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in the wrath, remember mercy. Now, God, I heard what you were going to do. Remind me, God, of who you are. Remind me, God, of what you've done. Remind me, God, where you've taken me from and your mercy. How great is your mercy? Verse 3. I'm sorry, not verse three. So we see him not pleading with God, but showing the power of God and what God had done through the years and how God was there for his, for the people. And the people needed to wake up to this. The people have fallen asleep to God's power and God's characteristics. And that moment comes where the even though moment. So even though this might happen, even though this happens, I'm not going to change who you are, God. And it's not going to change who you are. Even though, even though it doesn't go the way I want it to, even though, anytime we put even though, fear goes away, doubt goes away, anxiety goes away. And we turn to Habakkuk 3, 17. I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. And we see here a beautiful state that Habakkuk's in because he, in chapter three, remembers the greatness of God, the power of God. It talks about the thunder in the mountains. It talks about his power and his, his glory. Then it, right here in verse 17, it says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruits be in the vines, even though, right? 
this even though moment. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Even though yet I will rejoice, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Even though, even though all these things happen around me, even though I will still rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hen's feet. And he will make me to walk upon my hind, walk upon my high places. What's amazing is that Habakkuk went from lamenting and crying to praising God, to writing a song that was a song, recognizing who God was. And even though, have you gotten to that even though moment? Or is it too much is attached to this for you to be okay? Something's holding you back from your even though. And the problem is with that is that the vicious cycle comes. The moment's going to come where God's going to have to get our attention, make us recognize I want to pray, brothers and sisters, that we can open up our eyes to what Habakkuk needed here to see. Even though all these things were happening that I'd stated at the beginning, I'm still going to praise you, God. I'm not going to let it that distance me to murmur myself away from you, God. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, we believe that you're with us here at the church, Lord, and also at our homes, Lord, and wherever this word reaches, Lord. We give you honor. We give you thanks, Father for your faithfulness. That though we struggle with things, Lord, though we lack things, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you remind us, Father, always, Jesus, your love for us, Lord, and that we can trust in your strength, Lord, in your power, Father. The influences that come before us, Lord, that we can push them away with letting people know that you're unmovable, you're unchangeable, Lord. There is no thought that man can have, Lord, that compares to who you are, Jesus. Undescribable, Father. We're grateful, Lord, for your, everything you're doing in our lives, Lord, both good and bad, both easy and hard, Father. God, I thank you for your mercy, Lord, 
grace, Father. I ask, Lord, that we trust you more and more, Lord, in these times, these unknown times, Lord. As the world says, we're battling an invisible enemy, Lord, but we've always known as believers that this invisible enemy, Lord, you overcame on the cross. Give us the tools, Lord, and the ability to fight this spiritual enemy that's wanted to separate us from you, Lord. You are sufficient, Father. As Paul said, your grace is sufficient, Father. We don't want to murmur, Lord, our way out of your presence, Lord, but what we want to do, Lord, is honor you in the way we live our lives, Father. Gracias, Dios, por todo lo que haces en nuestras vidas, Dios. El amor que lo ha enseñado. Estando en la cruz, muriéndote para nuestros pecados, Señor. Te damos honor, Dios, y gracias. No es todo, todo el tiempo, Dios, Dios, en lo que puedes tú hacer para nosotros. Pero la confianza que tenemos en tu amor, Dios. No podemos entender el, el mental del hombre, no puede comparar, Dios, en lo que eres tú. El amor que tienes para nosotros, Dios. Te pedimos, Dios, que llegue a nuestros corazones esta noche. Queremos morar contigo, Dios. Enter into our hearts, Lord, this evening. We want to dwell with you, Father. Heal the wounds that are there, Lord. How we feel insufficient, Lord. How we don't feel worthy, Lord. Your word makes us worthy, Lord. The confidence brings us closer to you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we ask for this confidence, Lord. When people come up to us with news, when people come up to us to tell us things, Lord, we just look at it as an opportunity, Lord, to trust in you. And even though, and even though something happens, Lord, we know you are faithful and your love is faithful, Lord. Bless my brothers and sisters tonight, Lord, with that love. That love that covers up a multitude of sins. That love that heals wounds. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your love for us. I ask, Father, that you bless and protect us and you watch over us, Lord, and you continue to speak to your people.